Good morning. Uh, welcome as we come to worship on this uh, Boxing Day or St. Stephen's Day. Whether you've gathered in person um, or indeed online this morning, you're very welcome um, here in Dervolgi. Um, let's begin this morning um, by praying together. Father God, we thank you um, that you are present with us. Emmanuel, that your presence with us brings the fullness of your measure and where the fullness of your measure dwells, then we are certain that there is nothing lacking. Help us in this moment as we set time aside to gather as your people to worship you. To bring you praise and glory and thanksgiving. To confess our sins and to receive your forgiveness. To hear your holy word proclaimed. And to bring before you the, our needs and the needs of the world around us. So we pray in this moment in the power of your spirit that we might serve you and know the greatness of your love. In your name, amen. Amen. Our scripture reading um, is the same passage that we've used um, actually at our Christmas Eve communion uh, and on Christmas Day. Um, it's the passage of the shepherds and the angels, um, a familiar story. Um, as I said over those last couple of um, services as well, um, sometimes the familiar um, jumps out afresh and anew. Um, sometimes it's only as we hear the familiar re recorded to us or recited to us or spoken over us a number of times um, that it comes afresh and anew. And so we find this in Luke chapter 2 and uh, beginning at verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This shall be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they'd seen him, they spread the word concerning what they'd been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray as we open this up today. Father God, as we open your word, your eternal life-giving word, we pray that indeed it is not my words, but it is your spirit that speaks afresh and anew into our hearts, into our souls, and into the very depths of our beings. In your name, amen. Amen. The familiar. Um, the familiar often is the comfortable, isn't it? It's the things that we return to over and over again. Um, 
Each one of us yesterday will probably have sat down and had um, some degree of a Christmas dinner. Now, I would say if I went round and asked you what was on your Christmas dinner, or sorry, what should be on a Christmas dinner, you may all disagree with each other. There will be certain elements that will be familiar to you and that you will know and that you will want in your Christmas dinner. And there will be other elements that you think are absolutely and have no place on your Christmas dinner. I suppose the greatest of those is Brussels sprouts, isn't it? <laughs> there was a moan from the back. Um, which one moaned from the back? Who was it? That was Rebecca moaned from the back. Uh, I gave Rebecca half of a Brussels sprout yesterday. Half of a Brussels sprout. And she refused to eat it. <laughs> uh, hands up if you like Brussels sprouts. Oh, wow. Wasn't expecting that many, I'll be honest. <laughs> hands up if you dislike Brussels sprouts. Hands up if you really hate Brussels sprouts. All right. <laughs> Some people have two hands up at that point. But we return to the familiar, don't we? Uh, the familiar is the things that we return to that become more, oh, in a sense, our comfort zone, the buffer that is around us. These shepherds in this passage were doing what was exceptionally familiar to them. They were, as we've said over the last couple of days, they were in the outskirts of towns. They were seen as the dirty and the smelly people, um, people who were not associated, he didn't associate with, people who didn't come into the town a lot to associate with the townsfolk, people who sat on the fringe of society. And so they would have been very comfortable in their little zone of themselves and their sheep in the hill country rather than being around other people. And into that comfortable zone, into that place of complacency, if you like, comes this huge heavenly host declaring the birth of a saviour. Don't we often think that that's the only way God can break in? <laughs> that it must be something huge and massive and undeniable like a heavenly host appearing in the ground beside us, singing songs, declaring what it is that has about to happen, declaring a promise over us, we imagine it must be those things because in a sense, actually those are often the high points that we read in the Scriptures. But they're also, um, I can be guilty of this, they're also the stories that are told from the front of churches. The moment that God miraculously stepped in to my comfort zone and transformed my life. The moment that God miraculously stepped into the depths of my despair and brought new life and hope. God can do those things. We do not deny that and we hold out for those moments and we pray for those moments, eagerly desiring them. But as I said yesterday morning, God often steps in to the mundaneness of our everyday life. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Now, if you've been listening over the last couple of nights or days, you'll have heard that the familiar carol that has spoken afresh and anew to me this year is, O Holy Night. And it's the line, a thrill of hope the weary world rejoices. Yesterday morning, we explored that idea, that concept, that in our weariness, whether it's around our homes or families or relationships or school or workplace or community, 
whether it's around COVID or the waiting for news from a doctor, in the weariness, the burdens that hold us down, the thrill of hope steps in. I want to suggest to us today that it's not always in the big dramatic moments that God steps in. It's often in the quietness of the mundaneness of the everyday life. It's whenever we read a familiar passage and a particular word jumps out at us. The thrill of hope. And suddenly our minds are beginning to think about what that might mean for me in my context. It might be that you're sitting at home and the Lord impresses upon you someone's name or face and you lift the phone and you drop a text or you make a phone call to them and you have no idea the impact that it's having on them that you simply did that. But you did it in the mundaneness and the everydayness of your daily life believing that the Lord had stepped in in that moment. But for the other individual, that may have been like a heavenly host arriving on a hillside. Because it's about perspective as well. And whenever we have the perspective that He is Emmanuel, He is God with us, He is in our every single waking moment, then we expect the unexpected. We expect the Lord in the mundaneness, in the weariness of our everyday life. And a soul finds its worth. Because we know from the story that the birth of a saviour as a baby in a manger was not the end. It wasn't just about the birth. Miraculous as it was, momentous as it was, the baby came with a purpose and a reason we came with a purpose and a reason to die on the cross, to forgive you and to forgive I, that the pathway to heaven might be open for us. But it's not just about the pathway to heaven. It's not about that momentous occasion whenever we stand before the Lord and he welcomes us into our heavenly home. He came that we might have life and life in all of its fullness right here, right now. Not my words, the words of Jesus in John 10.10. 10. That's the truth and the promise that the Lord Emmanuel is in our every waking moment. But sometimes we allow the familiar, the comfort zone, the complacency that we don't look out for it. We don't watch for it. We don't listen for it. We don't wake up expectant that this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice in it. We don't wake up expecting that today could be the day yet again that the Lord would speak to me afresh and anew. I wonder why we don't do that. I ask myself that question as well. 
Why do we not do that? We've come through this season of Advent whenever we remember that the Lord will once again come back and return and to be with us. But James, people have been saying that for 2,000 years. It's hardly going to happen today. I'll be all right with the turkey leftovers this afternoon. That's exactly the moment that the shepherds found themselves in. They'd been hearing for hundreds of years that the Messiah was coming. They never expected that he would come in their lifetime. Because complacency sets in and we think, well, it's been so long since we heard that. It's been so long since I heard or experienced the voice of the Lord that it's probably not going to happen today. But if we truly believe that he is Emmanuel, he is God with us then just like the shepherds in verse 16 they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby he was lying in the manger if we have the perspective that he is God with us Emmanuel stepping into our everyday moments then we might just hurry off to see if we can find him today and what a blessing that would be because the star shines brightly. It is the night of our dear Saviour's birth. Long lay the world in sin and air pining, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. But may the joy of the angels and the wonder of the shepherds the peace of the Christ child fill your hearts this Christmas time and may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit rest upon each one of us this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen.